exhale, a black woman's guide to mental health. I'm Karen Vaughn, your host, and we are here in our new home, the Needhammer Coffee Shop on Washington. Thank you to the entire team for having us and giving us such a warm welcome. This is definitely the place to talk about our well-being, because whenever you just need to take a break or a moment to yourself, the coffee shop is definitely the place to come. I'm here once again with Dr. Elston, and today we're talking about burning out. This episode is called Breaking Burnout. As black women, we are often in unique roles and situations, nurturing everyone but ourselves. How do we create those boundaries? How do we know the signs and symptoms of burnout and not just being tired? Understanding their underlying causes and recognizing its impact on our mental and physical well-being. We'll talk about all of that today. And I just touched on the first question. How do we know when we're burnt out? Many times we push through. We're just like, I'm tired. I can get it done. What's the difference between being tired and burnt out? Tired and burnout. I think first we need to describe burnout and explain what that is. Yeah. And burnout is usually described as overwhelming feelings that are prolonged. It's chronic. And so that means very increased levels of stress. Um, the demands are high, low rest, low rebound. And mm. I think that's one of the major differences when we talk about being tired versus burnout. I think with tiredness, there's some rebound that may happen and you may be able to, to take some rest, take a vacation. But with burnout, there's anxiety that's often associated with mm. it. And so you know that once Saturday is ending, Sunday is coming, if a, it's a traditional type of um, job, Monday through Friday, you start to feel the anxiety, the stress, the pressures. You anticipate the calls that are coming, the needs, the emails, the projects. And I think that you also find yourself constantly thinking about it. It disrupts your sleep. It disrupts your, your peace. You're constantly being pulled to it or check it, checking your emails or calls, even if you're not, quote unquote, on schedule. Yeah, trying to get ahead of it. I find myself on Sundays doing that like around 4.35 o'clock. Mm -hmm. They call it the Sunday blues because yes. you're getting ready for the work week mm -hmm. and you try to get ahead. And sometimes I do check my emails right. just to try to get ahead right. of my of my Monday. Yes. How yes. can one start setting boundaries to know that I need this time for myself and just balancing work and balancing home? Well, you know, we talked about this a little bit. We were joking between um, recordings about the two different phones, like some for some jobs, some individuals will have a work phone and a personal phone and they'll say, OK, I will not, you know, access that phone. If it's an emergency, those who need me will know how to get in touch with me. I won't check my work email when I'm on vacation, really taking a vacation. Am I going to leave my laptop and can I trust that everything is going to be OK? I think one of the things when you know that you've got support, good support mm. staff, um, team members who can cover things without you having to physically be there. But how do you sign off and close the door? How well do you do that? And I think we don't even realize how often we check our phones and maybe we're checking our personal emails, but then we slip over to the work ones <laughs> just to see and make sure we didn't miss anything. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge piece of boundaries that I know we'll talk about a little bit more, mm -hmm. but that's at the top of the list is mm -hmm. making sure you separate it because you've got to physically do it and then emotionally, mentally, you'll catch up, but it has to be consistent practice. So, you know, as many are watching mm -hmm. or listening mm -hmm. and realizing that they have the symptoms of burnout, okay. how can they go about making adjustments to where they're not as burnt out and or seeking professional help? Okay. 
the top thing I suggest to a lot of my clients is making a list because we sometimes think that something is more of a priority than maybe it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, we feel kind of scattered. We feel overwhelmed and constantly burn out when we have this ongoing list of many different um, topics or tasks that we need to address. But when we prioritize them either based on the size of the project or the deadline, when is it due? Um, is this a daily maintenance type thing or is this a bigger, more kind of long-term piece that needs more individuals and not just me? Um, we have to kind of think through how we're going to prioritize what we're going to focus on. If it's by deadline, what's due in the more immediate time frame versus long term. Is this solely dependent on me or do I have other individuals who can take some of the load off? And mm -hmm. that's when delegating certain responsibilities is huge. Once you do that and you see that you still feel that anxiousness, sometimes we feel an angst about what am I missing? Maybe mm. somebody's not doing it right. You can't turn it off at night. I think that's when you need to say, okay, maybe I need to talk to someone else who's a bit removed from it and can help me sort out mm -hmm. what's more of a priority and what's not. Yeah. Just taking things in small doses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently read that multitasking necessarily isn't the best thing to do, yeah. right? And there are many times where we're on our phone, yep. we're on our laptops, mm -hmm. we have multiple screens open, we have our email mm -hmm. open, we have our work open, yes. and we're trying to handle and juggle it all on top of, you know, you got the kids calling us. Yes. So, you know, it's that work-life, professional, personal balance that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to juggle it all at the same time, mm -hmm. taking one thing at a time, doing it to the best of your ability, yes. and then checking it off, ladies. Right. Yes. So you, you feel a certain level of accomplishment yeah. because I think we do fool ourselves with, with the multitasking thing. Maybe if it's one or two tasks at one time, but mm -hmm. when we start to increase maybe three or four, something's going to get missed. Something is not going to be completed or completed well. And mm -hmm. so you'll have to make up time, lose time because you're going back to fix something mm -hmm. that wasn't, you know, executed in, the, in its entirety on the front end. And so you find yourself saying, I should have just focused on this one thing instead of trying to do two and three and four. Mm -hmm. And so I think we fool ourselves into thinking that we're being more productive and we might not necessarily be. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. The word no. Oh, yeah. We need to treat it as a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes we just feel a little angst. Yes. And saying no. So it becomes mm -hmm. a maybe or right. I'll try. Right. Let me get back to you. But on the other side, the person is believing that it is a, it is a yes. Uh -huh. How can we say no and really mean no? First, making sure it's clear with ourselves, because <laughs> I think one of the things that we do is we think, OK, so if I say no, they're going to say, well, come on. Well, it's not a big lift. I think many of us have heard that it's not a heavy lift. Uh, you'll have support. You won't be the only one. But we know deep down inside it's going to be only us. Mm -hmm. And so I think once we think that we need to explain why the no is, and we only feel that pressure because we know that it's often met with an okay but, or here's an exception, or I'll help you. But I think when we accept that the no is truly a no, and we don't owe anyone an expl explanation, and we know for ourselves why we can't, um, that should be enough. Mm -hmm. But when we feel like someone's not going to accept it, I think we, we do say that all the time, but we know on the other end, a lot of individuals don't accept the no. They don't. They do not. And that's what pushes us to mm -hmm. feel like we've got to give an excuse or explain or justify it. Mm -hmm. And is this going to be good enough? 
Yeah, yeah. But if we don't believe it ourselves, it's not going to ever really be a complete sentence. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So as we continue to balance mm -hmm. work and home, mm -hmm. what do you think that we can do to have a better, healthy work-life balance to where we are living our best lives okay. and we don't feel so overwhelmed because you're pay playing a tug of war mm -hmm. between your personal and your professional yes. life. Yes. Well, this is an interesting kind of fact that I saw. It was interesting, but yet kind of shocking. There was a study a couple years back about like women across, I think it was women across the nation. Mm -hmm. And it was looking at individuals who were primarily African-American women who were upper 40s to low 50s. Mm. And the study results showed that African-American women are 7.5 years biologically older wow. than our white counterparts. Wow. And it was shocking to me because when you look, I'm sure you've seen, we've got different friends, um, acquaintances, colleagues who are you know, losing their lives yeah. um, by natural causes, but we find out maybe it's a heart attack or it's a stroke. Mm. We wonder how early does that message start that we've got to do 10 times as much, work 10 times as hard to be Birth. good as. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, or 100 times to be better than. So when we think about how early that starts, if it's ballet lessons, piano lessons, if it's academics or the spelling bee, how early we start sending those messages to our African-American girls. And you know that all that does is just harden mm. and, and, and metastasize to other areas of your life, not just academics, but it's personal. It's with family. It's with work. So we've got this message historically that we can't be seen as lazy. And so that then goes into the superwoman, you know, that turns into the angry black woman. And so we've got all these pieces that we've got to undo. So the balance that you're speaking of mm -hmm. is it is uh, it's hard because we're feeling it in different ways. We're feeling demands from work, from family. And you said something earlier. Are we the same person or are we different in different ways? Yeah, I think probably the most productive individuals are the ones who can turn it off and they can say, okay, I can be this particular way, very driven and hardcore because I have this position mm -hmm. or I deal with these microaggressions at work and I'm, I have more disparity in my um, opportunities, but at home I'm more supported or I don't feel as stressed out. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but I, but I <laughs> admire it. But usually what it is, 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 is setting some, some boundaries and some, some goals for the day. What do I have to accomplish? What's the need? Mm. What's the want? And what's the, it would be good if, but it's not mandatory. And so I think prioritizing our tasks and our goals and making sure you have people in your life who support that and understand it. Yeah. Because those individuals who are constantly asking, will you do this? Yes, but they're probably not the strongest people in your team and your support staff. But yeah. the ones who get it, that I don't have to say I'm tired for you to understand. Yeah, that's your tribe. Yeah, <laughs> that is your tribe. That is your tribe. They can look, they can see it in your face. The number of women, uh, African-American women who I see now who have migraines, mm -hmm. um, uh, heart palpitations, hypertension, like the impact that it's having on our physical health leads back to this piece about why we're seven and a half years older biologically than our white counterparts. And so we, we feel it and wear it mm. definitely harder because we're, they're more adversity and less, um, less equality and equity across the board. Yeah. Share with us um, more practices and best steps and techniques mm -hmm. to where we can implement mm -hmm. 
setting boundaries okay. to have a more balanced life. Okay. So we can wind back those seven years to yes. negative seven. Okay. Right. Negative we don't want to get to the zero. We want to move back. And that's also right. living a softer life as well. Exactly. Or the, the Auntie Maxine reclaim my time. Yes. That is huge. How yes. do we do that? Yeah. So can we do this? Can we set some time limits on how much we spend? Do you remember maybe being in college and you might have pulled a few or one too many all-nighters? And there's this point where you're like, I can't do that anymore. My body cannot take that. I, I can't function like that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. I might think that I push through, but it's not. So setting limits and say, okay, I'm upset about a particular situation. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes of worry time to kind of get out all of my thoughts, write it down. Because oftentimes mm. we, um, our anxiety, our stress, our burnout feelings are due to constantly rehashing, replaying something old or planning for something to come because we think we're going to forget a critical piece. But oftentimes if we write it out, write out what, what you're stressing over, write out what you need to do, write out or put it in your phone, wherever you need to put it, so you don't spend hours staying awake oh. and not resting your brain. Another piece, we, we hear a lot about um, our devices and what, what is your cutoff time. Um, and, and they'll say, you know, the, the different lights that kind of save your eyes and help you kind of transition. I hear a lot of individuals who watch TV or on their phones all the way until they doze off. But they don't have this point, and we'll talk about this later, mm -hmm. when we get to maybe meditation and how you unwind. Yeah. But what happens is you don't even realize that you are alert in giving yourself that time back. You are watching something, doing something that you feel is kind of no nonsense, but your mind is still going because you can watch a show or see something and it triggers you to go down a rabbit hole to research this. It can trigger <laughs> you to think about, I yes. really need to stop hoarding so much. It can trigger you and your brain mm -hmm. starts turning until you fall asleep. But that alert, that awake time that you give to mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm can't be compared to anything else. And we just don't do that enough. So that would be another, another thing that we need to do more consistently. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We have homework. We do. <laughs> we do. We have homework in setting boundaries yes. and breaking boundaries. Again, mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us. You're Dr. Welcome. Sigrid Elston, how can one reach out to you if they want to learn more about you or just want to talk about preventing burnout? Yes, they can reach me at diversecounseling.org. They can call me, 317-835-9204. Um, can email me, diversecounseling at comcast.net, or our very own Karen Vaughn <laughs> will definitely have a quick way to contact me as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you all for watching. And remember to exhale and be well.